believe every person has a right to basic knowledge of how to optimize their mind, body, and spirit. Here, I bring to you influential individuals and ideas to help you live a more healthy, fulfilling life. I'm Julie Fouché, and I'd like to welcome you to Pursuing Health. Welcome back to Pursuing Health. This is episode number 33 with trainer Bob Harper. Bob has an extensive background as a personal trainer, and he's perhaps best known for his role on NBC's The Biggest Loser. He's been a part of the show since its first season in 2004 as a trainer, and he's recently transitioned into the role of host this past year. He found CrossFit in 2011, and he hasn't looked back since. He incorporates CrossFit workouts on the show, and he's also been intimately involved in the CrossFit community for the past several years. We had the opportunity to sit down this past weekend at the 2016 CrossFit Games, where we recorded my first ever live episode of Pursuing Health. There we discussed the impact of CrossFit on Bob, both personally and professionally as a trainer, and we took questions from our live audience. Before we get started with the episode, I have a few quick reminders. Number one, if you're enjoying the podcast, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and consider giving it a five-star rating. You can also head to my website, juliefouché.com, and there you can enter your email to stay in the loop with the podcast and everything else I'm doing with my bi-weekly newsletter. I'm also always looking for inspiring stories to share. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send your story to me at info at juliefouché.com and I'll select some to share here on future episodes. If you want to train with me, check out my program through Beyond the Whiteboard. This is the actual training I do now, five days per week, one hour per day, and it's scheduled out for you minute by minute from warm-up to cool down. I've also recently launched a train on the go program that's perfect for helping you get your workouts in on vacation or during a busy week at home. For more information about these programs or to try them yourself, visit beyondthewhiteboard.com slash Julie Fouché. So with that, let's get started here on episode number 33 of Pursuing Health featuring the one and only Bob Harper. for coming. This is something new for me, my first live podcast recording. So I'm very excited to be doing this with Bob Harper and um, to get some interaction with you guys as well. So we're your, li- your first live podcast. First ever. That's really cool. And you decided <laughs> to pick me. I feel so honored. I know. I know. I'm honored. Um, so I thought we could chat for a little while and then we'll take some questions from the audience as okay. well. Um, and we'll just kind of see how things go. All right, good. Let's do it. All right. So I wanted to start out by talking about how you got into training in the first place um, and then what brought you to L.A. Wow. Well, uh, I've been in the fitness business for about uh, over 25 years now, and uh, I always kind of followed that very traditional type uh, personal training Mm -hmm. method, and it wasn't until I started doing CrossFit that it completely changed the game for me. It like um, Greg Glassman made me look at fitness in a completely different way, and I love that. I love that like you're in a you're in a profession, whatever profession that is, and when all of a sudden you see it from a completely different perspective, it just has a, this mind blowing effect on you. I thought, why haven't we been doing this? all along. It's like, I remember coming from a place where just everything needed to be very um, methodical, steady state, concentrated on maybe um, a couple of different areas where CrossFit just like opened the door to so many different 
uh, arenas. CrossFit uh, brings in uh, Olympic lifting, gymnastics, um, all your metabolic conditioning. Just like it, it, it blew my mind, and it was one of the hardest workouts that I had ever done in my life. And I thought wow, I need to do more of this. I need to get into it because I can't let this thing beat me. I've been doing CrossFit now for like five years and it's still wow. beating me all the time. <laughs> I think we can all relate to that no matter how long you've been doing it. It's just as hard. Um, what was for you, who introduced you to CrossFit or what got you to try that workout the first time? Well, I remember uh, I was working on um, my show, uh, Loser, Biggest Loser for, uh, I think it was like maybe season eight or nine. Mm -hmm. and. I in the fitness world, I started hearing about CrossFit, CrossFit, and I didn't, I didn't really know what it was, but I thought like I need to find out what this method was, and everyone was like, it's, it, it, you're, 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 you're chasing the clock, or you're, you're doing these workouts for time, and it was like these workouts that maybe are five minutes, and uh, I, I was just like, wow, what's going on? So I decided, uh, let's introduce CrossFit onto the show with a completely different demographic, working with morbidly obese people, and let's see if like, I can scale down what the things that you can do trying to get someone that is morbidly obese to do their version of it. And uh, it was really amazing because when I first did it on the show, I had these guys and no one had ever seen this before and they, they see me with these, uh, with these contestants that are, you know, they're doing their version of Fran. And of course, like the, the, um, the, the fire breathers out there were like, that's not CrossFit. <laughs> it, it, you know, they're, that's, that's not a thruster, that's a push press. And I'm just like, you guys, these guys are just doing the best that they can right now. Right. But the thing about it is they loved it. They loved a whole different approach and like being able to do that on the show, what I have found from the um, contestants that I've worked with on the show is that their fitness has um, continued because they're not so stuck to, I gotta ride a treadmill, I gotta get on a treadmill for 45 minutes every single day or I've gotta just like do this steady state cardio, I gotta do my, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. they're, they're challenged all the time and that keeps them interested and that keeps them engaged. So. Uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I've been doing with that's it. That's super interesting, especially, so I wanted to bring up um, this study that was recently published about uh, where they followed contestants. I think it was from season eight. Yeah. Um, they followed all 14 contestants for six years yep. to see how they did. Um, and you said that's about the time where you started introducing CrossFit on yes. the show. Um, and in that study, they found that actually many of them, I think 13 out of the 14, ended up gaining weight back uh -huh. over the course of six years, and their met metabolic rate had slowed. What, are your, what was your response when you first saw that data? And then how do you think the contestants from season eight onward might be experiencing something different? I thought that article was super interesting. Uh, when you deal with media, they're looking for that, 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 that um, headline right? And they, they used our show as a headline. Well, in fact, anybody that is um, having to lose a lot of weight, if, when, if and when they lose that weight, it's going to change their metabolism. Mm -hmm. I was looking at it from another perspective. I was looking at it from someone um, that is looking at a guy weighing 450 pounds, him not changing what he's doing right there. Yeah. He's not, his, his, his metabolism is going to be, you know, zero because he's not going to be able to um, survive. 
you know, the body just can't sustain that. So it's like, yeah, are, are, are your, is your body, is your metabolism going to slow down if you lose a lot of weight? Well, that could be, uh, but what happens is you've got to really be diligent every single day, like we all are. I mean, CrossFitters are completely diligent in what we do. We get excited every single day, and you realize that it's not easy. None of this comes easy. And to, to, to get at your level, did this come easy for you? Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. I mean, this has to be a part of your brain every single day. Right. And it's like, I see people that have really succeeded on my show, and I've seen people that have not succeeded. And it's like they get to that point of just being like, it's really hard, it's really tough, and I want to be able to like eat the way that I used to. You look at the way that you lose weight, how could you ever think that you could go back to how it used to be for you? It can never be. You have to divorce yourself. It's like, I always laugh when people are like, well, um, I lost all this weight because I was doing this, that, or the other, and now I've lost the weight, and I'm going to try to like slowly but surely go back into my old patterns. It's like, you can never go back there ever again, <laughs> ever, ever again. And you know, it's like, it's a hard pill for people to swallow. Absolutely. What do you think is the biggest challenge to people in maintaining that that lifestyle or making that permanent change? I think that you've got to change your environment. I think that it has to be people like us. We're like-minded people. We love CrossFit. You know how CrossFitters are. We can talk about CrossFit all day long. <laughs> like I can be in an airport and I see a guy with a rogue t-shirt. I will gravitate toward them and just the be nanos. like, hey, yeah. yeah, when they're nanos. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, so what box do you go to? It's like, we're, we're all in it together, right? right? You could almost say that misery loves company, right? We were all just like wanting to work out and we want to work out really hard. You've got to change your environment. You've got to change um, everything about uh, your life. And uh, I always say the people that succeed the most, especially the ones that come on my show or anybody that's got a lot of weight to lose, your partner, that husband, wife, boyfriend, mm, girlfriend, yeah. they've got to be um, thinking the way that you are because the people that you spend the most time with, you're going to start to um, kind of take on their own traits and their own abilities. And it's like, you've got to make sure that you surround yourself with support right. because it's super hard to do it on your own. I mean, it's like, I've worked with women that have these husbands that are like, I'm not doing this. I'm going to, this is what I want to eat. And this is what the family wants. And here she is. She's trying so hard to just like do it. And every day is a battle for her. And it's like, she's got to have a support group. Absolutely. Have you seen many uh, contestants end up joining CrossFit affiliates afterwards oh, and, yeah. and using that as their new community? Oh yeah. I mean, we've had definitely um, people that have like jumped in mm -hmm. to I the deep one, end. Maybe an article in the CrossFit journal about someone who had done that. And yeah. There's a, there's a guy, um, John Road. He was one of our winners. Um, he like he he opened a box when he um, wow. he used like his winnings to uh, to do it, uh, and which I thought was super cool. And you know, then then I just have like contestants that are just like they're, they're they love it. They find their local box. They're in there. And and what I have found, I love coming to the CrossFit Games because every single year, I get people coming up to me and telling me that uh, you know, them seeing. CrossFit on our show made it, made, it, made it not so intimidating because in the beginning people think that like CrossFit is just for you. Right. They're, they're just for like major athletes that can just like do what, what's going out on the field right now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, CrossFit is just like made for everyone. And it's like, you just like, you do what you can, you do the best you can, you compete with what you did yesterday. And because uh, if like, if I tried to, if I tried to compete with you or any of these, I, I'd, I'd be like, I'd blow my brains out. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, I can't, but I know that I can be the best, I can be better at this than I was 
last year or last week. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think we see, too, being at the games, I'd like to talk a little bit about your experience here, but being at the games, seeing the spectators is almost as inspiring as seeing the athletes because you realize, wow, all these people are here, they do CrossFit, um, it might not be at the same level as these athletes, but they're here, they're just as excited, and you get people from all walks of life. And they're and see- fit. Like, I look around yeah. every year, I'm looking out, and I'm just like, no other group of people doing the same kind of fitness are going to look the way these guys look. It's like, I'm just looking out, and these girls, guys, everyone is, they're so fit, they're so healthy, they're so strong, and it's just like, Every time I come to the games and I, and I see the spectators, I'm just like, wow, this is, this is just yep. super cool what Greg Glassman has created. Fittest crowd on earth. The fittest Absolutely. crowd on earth. Absolutely. No doubt. <laughs> uh, so I want to talk a little bit, too, about your, the changes in your personal approach to fitness and nutrition. Mm-hmm. So I know you talked about your background being in more traditional personal training. Um, and I know at one point you were a vegan. Yeah. So maybe you can talk to us <laughs> about what changed. No offense to the vegans the out way. there. If you if you like that, great. <laughs> but I had like I was. I mean, I uh, I was a vegan for a long time. I yeah. uh, you know I, uh, I I really approached it full force because that's what I do. It's like yeah, it's like I, I get in. into something, I'm all in. Yeah. It wasn't until I started doing CrossFit that uh, I was just like, whoa, I, I, I was just like, I wasn't as strong and I needed, like, I don't know, it was like I needed to change my diet to see, uh, see if that was gonna help me. And when I, when I personally started incorporating um, more animal protein back mm-hmm. into my diet, it was, it was beneficial for me. And really, uh, as, the, as the years go by and as, as we learn, getting more healthy fats into my diet has helped me even more. Awesome. So what is your current, what, what is your current approach to nutrition? What is a typical day like for you? Well, a coach over there, uh, he's the <laughs> one that like first introduced me to intermittent fasting. I first heard ah. him, I saw him, I was like, I was like, dude, why do you look so good? What are you doing? He's like, intermittent <laughs> fasting. I was just like, buzzer went off my head. I said, I need, I need to start reading up more about that. And uh, I love it. And, I, I, and that's what I've been doing. And I, and, and I really like to watch what I eat. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm super aware because again, you've got to be diligent, right? It's just like right. it, you're working so hard in the gym. You can't just think, oh, I'm going to, um, I'm just going to eat whatever I want and it's going to be beneficial for me because it's not. And so mm-hmm. it's like, you've got to find a diet that really works for you. And I hate even using that word diet. It's like a meal plan. I like, uh, I like finding a meal plan that really works. And, and, um, for me, intermittent fasting like really works for me. And it's like a, such a new concept for so many people because they're thinking, wait, you go into the gym and you're uh, on an empty stomach? You, uh, uh, don't you, uh, don't you, aren't you lacking energy? I'm like, no, actually, it's completely reversed. I actually feel more energetic when I'm working out. So talk us through it. What do you, you fast in the evening or do you fast a couple days a week? How That's do you the new it? thing. For me, fasting in the evening would be super hard. Like I can fast, uh, what I do is uh, I get my last meal around 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. and then I, um, I skip my first meal. I, you know, of course, go to bed, get up in the morning, I skip that meal and I won't eat again until like one, two o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. And I'll have that, you know, I try to get like two really strong meals. And I tell people, it's like, it's not about, it, for me, it is, it is about what I'm eating, mm-hmm. but like I, I, to kind of get people on board, I'm like, don't change anything that you're eating, just change when you're eating it. Okay. And, that's and that starts step. to like make it a little bit more palatable for people. And, uh, cause 
you know, you don't want to scare people off. Right. I, I, one time I was doing something for uh, uh, a morning show, and uh, they were wanting me to get tips, right? They always want me to have tips. tips. They're always like, you know, what's a tip? Give me a tip. And, uh, tips. and I hate, I hate those canned tips, you know, those things that you hear all the time. Eat your vegetables, drink your water. It's like, you know, it's like, I get it. Yes, you should do all that. But like one thing that I said that just like blew them away and they're like, Bob, we can't say this. I'm like, just because you're hungry doesn't mean you need to eat. And right when I said that, they were like, oh no, we can't say that. Are you kidding me? Bob, what are you talking about? And it's like, people get so scared. I'm like, I don't know, I, I tend to be very opinionated. I, I, I like people that um, have an opinion, whether it be, you know, uh, in my mind, right or wrong. As long as you've got an opinion, I, I, I will gravitate more toward that. Uh-huh. So it's like, I don't know, that was, uh, <laughs> I don't know it's where I'm going concept. with this, but I just, thought about, I, just, I just thought about, you know, right when you said what I do, it's like, just because I'm hungry doesn't mean I need to eat. Right, right. Um, what then- do you eat? What do what, I eat? Like, how do you get this body looking like this and mm. being able to perform the way you do? <laughs> well, I, I definitely eat more of a paleo-type diet. I, I do eat some grains, but not a lot of dairy. And I just try to focus on whole foods. No sugar, yep. nothing processed. Um, and the, I think intermittent fasting is something that I've toyed with a little bit, but yeah. not something I've been consistent with. Yeah. Um, and I think this year has been interesting for me now not competing and training, my training volume has gone way down um, and my focus has been a lot more just on school. And so the discipline with the diet has not been quite as good as it was yeah. in the past. Yeah, um, I always... So it's a lot, of, a lot of things that I want to play around with and kind of find my ideal um, approach I always, lo- I always love when people are out there going, Bob, I just don't have enough time to work out. You know, it's like, I, I just don't have time. I'm like, if you don't have time enough to work out, what you do have time for is eating right. Right. Making, making good choices when you eat. And like, that's the thing that drives you crazy. There's a shirt I just saw, which is one of my little, uh, one of my tips that I always say, it's like, sugar's the devil. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it says. Sugar kills, maybe that's what it said, <laughs> which I loved. It's like, I want to wear it. I want to wear it every day. It's like, cause like, that's what I always say. It's like, sugar is the devil. Sugar is the new tobacco. Sugar is. is what is killing our diet in this society right now. And it's like, if you can get people off of sugar, right. if you can get them off of artificial sweeteners, I mean, you're going to see your body and your mind change. Absolutely. And I love that. I love like when, and I mean, you coming from your medical field now, it's like when you see, when you see uh, what the body is capable of, because our bodies want to be healthy. All of our bodies want to be healthy. And the more that you take care of it, the more your body's going to give you what you need. Absolutely. And sugar is the most addictive drug. So what, what do you love most about training and about working with people who are in such a such a dark place as far as their body image and, and their weight. I love, I love being a trainer. It's like, uh, I've been a trainer for a long time. I love coaching people. Uh, I love telling people what to do. I love controlling people. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's, it's a big, it's a big turn on for me. So, uh, <laughs> um, but the truth comes out. It is, it is. But like what I love so much, uh, especially working with a group of people that I've been working with for such a long time is mm-hmm. that like, I I can see, I can see through the forest. I can see what uh, what it's going to be like. Mm-hmm. It's like they have to trust me before they can trust themselves. Right. Because like I know if they just do what I want them to do, it's all going to work out. Gonna work. And like you really, when you're working with people, no matter what 
size or shape. You really want to get into their heads and like show them that like it doesn't matter who the people that you see on the magazines or out there on the field, like they're going through their own thing. It's like you've got to look at within, you gotta feel like you gotta do something that's gonna make you feel good and you feel better and never compare yourself to anybody else. And when you can like awaken that, turn on that little light in someone's head, mm-hmm. it makes them it, it, it takes away the, um, the self-doubt, the self-hatred, that little voice that's in their heads that's just like, you know, holding them down. If you can just like squash that. There was a girl on my show um, this past season, she's just like, and she's big into CrossFit now. Uh-huh. And uh, it's like getting, getting in her head, like that voice that's in her head that's just like been holding her back for a whole, uh, a whole time. It's like just identifying that voice and just saying, that voice is a liar. It's like, don't let this liar control you. And that was a, that was a real like changing moment for her. Mm-hmm. And that's what like all of a sudden just makes me love what I do. Cause I've been doing this for such a long time. People, people say to me like, are you getting bored with it? Are you getting bored? And I was like, after the show, after all this, all I want to do is like be in a gym and um, coaching someone because it's like, it's what I was made to do. That's amazing. How do you make that connection with people? How do, what, are you, what are strategies that you use to help get that aha moment. You've got to be able to have the confidence within yourself before you're going to be able to give that to uh, another person. Mm -hmm. You have to not only have the knowledge of um, every amount of fitness and everything about nutrition, but you've got to have the passion. You've got to have the love. People are always like, how do I know if this trainer is right for me? Mm -hmm. You've got to be able to see something in that trainer that inspires you, that makes you want to keep going. Mm -hmm. And uh, it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter um, uh, what their education. It, what matters so much to me is like their passion. And it's like you want to have that feeling of like, wow, I can't wait to get up and see Julie tomorrow because Julie's going to make me do, do things I've never done before, but she's going to make me also look at life in a different way, in a different perspective. It's like we, have, we as coaches have a tremendous responsibility to the people that we work with. And it's like you've got to... They're, 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 I'm trusting you with my body. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, and you have to like give me, no, you've got to give me that respect and you've got to give me that, that, that confidence. And, and that just feels really good. Like, I like that. That's my, that's my, that's my strong wheelhouse. <laughs> I love it. That reminds me of a lot of, you know, when people ask me why I went into medicine, a lot of it is that you have this privilege to have this relationship with someone where they kind of let you into their, you know, their personal health, kind of what's going on inside. And in my medical school interviews, people would ask me, well, what would you do if you couldn't be a doctor? You couldn't go into medicine. And I would say I would be a trainer because it's the very similar, probably even more so, you really get to see people be vulnerable and see see people in- Exposed. Absolutely. Palms up. Absolutely. And so I think it's a huge honor to be able to do that. And then a huge responsibility to help people continually get better and kind of work through work through some of those dark places. I mean, I want my doctor to look like Julie Fouché. I don't know about <laughs> you guys, right? It's like, that's, the, that's, that's what we need in the world today, right? Remember back in the day, you always see on, uh, like, on Mad Men or something, on, on those shows back in the 50s, it's like the doctors sitting there just smoking their it's cigarettes true. and like just giving you pills. Everything is just about like, take a pill, take a pill. And like, I, I, I think from uh, what you're really trying to do is just like, it, it's so preventative. It's like, why, why push pills on a body when you can just like push health and wellness on the body? Absolutely. And a much more 
long-lasting and sustainable health than you're ever going to get with pills or short-term solutions. Yeah. I want you to be my doctor. <laughs> Still have a couple years before, <laughs> before I can do that. Um, I'm good. I'll lay around. <laughs> but again, I think it's important to practicing what you preach. And whether you're yes. a trainer or whether you're in healthcare, being that example and showing people, hey, it's hard and I do it every day too. I put myself, you are always posting pictures of your workouts and what you're eating and you're showing people, hey, this is my life, this is what I do and I can't tell you to do it unless I'm doing it myself. Exactly, that's why it's like, I look at, like, I, we've had nutritionists coming onto our show, we've had, um, I have worked with people that are in the healthcare profession or first responders that uh, don't have the bodies to, to be able to run up flights of stairs to, um, to save me. I remember like uh, we had a fireman on our show and it was such a wake up call for him mm -hmm. because I said, I was like, I don't want you to come save me because you're not going to be able to save me up there. And, and he just, <laughs> he, it was yeah. a real, like, it was a real, like a moment where tears rolling down his face because this is what he's like, this is what he's wanted to do with his life for such a long time. And it's like, he has changed his whole life because of that, that one moment. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm here to protect, to like do what I can. And like, you've got to be able to practice what you preach. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, another thing that's a challenge I know um, for trainers, for affiliate owners that I've, I've, you know, talking to them, hearing that once you invest so much in helping other people, mm -hmm. it becomes hard to keep up with your own training, keep up with your own nutrition. Sometimes that takes a back seat. So I don't know what you do to make sure that you know, you're always out there motivating other people, kind of pouring into other people. What do you do to help motivate yourself and to keep yourself on track and kind of recharge so you can always bring that energy? Well, it's time management for me. It's like you've got to really put yourself at the top of your priority list. Mm -hmm. It's like if you're, if you're in a position where you are helping and, uh, and, uh, and coaching and you out there um, trying to get people healthy, it's like you have got to put yourself at the top of that list to make sure that you are taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. If you, if you aren't doing that, if you like, no matter how busy you get, you can never be too busy not to take care of yourself. And, and that's why it's like, I love social media, uh, for that reason. You just like you said, it's like, I post my workout. I post what I eat because like, it keeps me, keeps my head in the game. It keeps me honest. It keeps me there with everyone else because I'm out there telling people like, you can do this. No matter how busy you are, you can do this. So there's right. no excuse you can hide behind. Excuses to me are bullshit. <laughs> it drives me crazy to hear people say, I just don't have the time. I'm like, you know what? You gotta make the time. If that means that you gotta get up 30 minutes before the family gets up to go on a run outside, if, if you're going to the grocery store and you're just like trying to like make sure that you're making the right choices, for your family and for yourself. You have got to make the time because if you're not paying now, you will pay later. Absolutely, I love it. And it's hard for people to hear that, but I think it's important. It's important uh, because there's, people want things to be easy, right? That's why it goes back to the, those morning shows that are like, Bob, give me those great little tips. Give me those like little like catchphrases. I'm like, no, this is how it is. It's tough. It's tough and it's hard and you talk to anybody uh, on any level of fitness, we all know. We all know that we gotta make time for it because we know we're gonna feel better afterwards. We, we just, we know it. Absolutely. And you gotta push that, you gotta push that way of thinking. 
It's like it, it has to be it has to be black and white. There's right. like no gray area right there, at least right. for me. And you talk about too kind of your environment and how your environment um, helps you to make those changes and, and stay accountable. And you know, surrounding yourself with people who are going to be living that same sort of lifestyle. All these what people. do you? Yeah. What are you? And they, I think I've heard the quote: "You you are the sum of the five people you spend most of your time with." What are qualities that you look for? What kind of people do you spend most of your time with? The, think about uh, your five closest <laughs> friends. <laughs> Crossfitters. <laughs> They're all <laughs> like-minded people. Uh, I mean, I, I I hang around with people that um, that fitness is a priority. I work. I I, I work. They're also. I like being around creative types, and creative types meaning whatever it is that they're just passionate about. I, mm -hmm. uh, I have friends that are um, artists. I have friends that are designers. I've got friends that are just like hardcore CrossFit athletes, and uh, it's like if I think about the common denominator, it's just like they're passionate. There's there's a passion in the people that I hang out with, and uh, and I really like that. I I, I like to find out what it is that, what, what the last book you read, what, what you're doing, and like mm -hmm. it, 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 it inspires me and it keeps me going. I, 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 think, that, I think the world could get so, it, it gets so bogged down by, um, by this repetitive life, right? We're just like, we're all like getting up, we're working, we're, we're, we're going to school, we're going to work, we're, you know, it's like we all have these like routines. And if you can find a way to just like find a passion, shake up your life a little bit, mm -hmm. Instead of going um, always left, try going right one day, mm -hmm. see what happens. Like, I like people that think outside the box. Definitely. I think it, I love being around people who are super passionate too, and I think it, it definitely raises the bar for everything that you do, um, and it is very inspiring. Um, let's take some questions from the audience. Oh. Yeah? Sounds like a it. good idea. CrossFit Mayhem. <laughs> Here, I think we have a microphone. One second. Can you hear me? Uh, two questions for you. You've been in the fitness industry for quite uh, some time, and I want to know what drew you to CrossFit or what CrossFit, uh, why it kept you. And then the second is, what is your favorite kind of workout, gymnastics, weightlifting, or Metcon? All right, good questions. Um, what drew me to CrossFit is that it annihilated me. <laughs> and I, when I first started doing CrossFit, and uh, I, I remember shooting at Brick. I, I brought cam a camera crew to this place because I was like, I need to see what's going on here. And I brought a camera crew in, saw it all, and I was just like, whoa, this is so cool. And, uh, and I did the workout. It killed me. I wish I could remember what it was because it wasn't Fran or anything like crazy, but it was just, it was some sort of only lifting move that they, they taught me. But uh, it was the hardest thing I'd ever done. It was the scariest thing I'd ever done. And I went, this thing's not going to this thing's not gonna beat me. And uh, every single day, I got so committed. And it was like driving to that, that, um, that CrossFit box, every single chance just going, Bob, turn around. <laughs> go left, go to, your, go to your soul cycle class where you know that like, you can just like, just do that. <laughs> shh, shh, don't, no one will ever know, no one will ever care. And it was just like falling on the ground after every single workout, which I still do, that's what keeps me going. I'm like, I can't believe that I still just can't wait to, that's what I say at the end of these workouts, I'm just like looking going, in three more reps, I'm gonna get to fall to the ground. No <laughs> other workout does that. No other workout does that in the world. And that's what I love so much. As far as um, workouts that I love, I used to be real, uh, 
big into uh, Oli lifting. I have my Oli coach, um, Michael Casey, who I love. Oli lifting uh, is something that is just so great for me. But like, I've been like really pushing myself in more gymnastics because again, it's just super hard for me. Like I was watching yesterday of them doing the handstand push-ups on the rings, and I was just like, I'm screwed. I'd be screwed. <laughs> I'd be standing there just going like this. And when is it? And that makes me want to do it more. So now I'm, I'm really fortunate. I've been working with Dave Durante, power monkey, the power monkey. I have so much love and respect for Dave Durante. This guy is the king. And I just like, I want him to teach me everything that he knows. What do you think it is about you? Or I mean, obviously you said about you, but that you're attracted to the things that you're the worst at. Yes. Because, you know, you see people do their, their first CrossFit workout and a lot of times it's that, it's like taking a shot of whiskey. They say you either love it and you go for another one or you're like, I'm never doing this again. Right. So what do you think, what do you think is, is, a, is a reason for that? Or why do you think some people are attracted to be things that they're bad at? Well, I think that uh, it makes us want to be better, right? Mm -hmm. I always say, it's like, if you are in a profession that you feel like you know, have learned everything, it's time for you to change. It's time for you to go do something else. Like, I am constantly learning. I'm constantly challenging myself. I mean, you should say, like, uh, going back to uh, what I was so bad at, Olympic lifting. Right. And I keep, and I keep, look, keep looking, keep looking, keep looking at Coach Ocho over there with his hat on. It's just like, it makes me, because uh, I would send him videos, and I mean, I look at them now, and they are so sad. I'm just like, look, I snatched 75 pounds, it's like, or 95 pounds, or whatever, just like, like, and my arms are all just bent. He's like, Bob, once the, once the arms bend, the power ends. I think about these like things that, like, you know, it's just been instilled in my head of just yeah. like what um, what coaches have taught me throughout the years, and it's like, I like that. I like, I want to work with people that are amazing at what they do. And I want them to like teach me something because like, I'm going to always lean toward what I'm bad at right. because it's so easy. It's so easy to just be like, Oh, I'm so good at right. Metcon. Give me just like lightweight wall balls. Like, you know, just give me that. And I can just go all day. Right. No, throw a bar into a workout and you're going to see me crumble. And I like that. Right. It's like that. Just being comfortable with the uncomfortable, constant, you know, getting, getting used to putting yourself in those situations where you know you're going to have to stretch and grow. Totally. And I have, too, some videos, which I posted recently on my CrossFit anniversary, but I have some videos. My coach of took you? videos of us on our first, like, my first or second day of CrossFit with barbell, doing a barbell complex. And it is hilarious. I don't believe it. I, I would, don't you want to see these? I want to see the ones that she thinks is hilarious. Oh, it's. I mean, I can only imagine this one just I being like, one, I oh think... my God, my butterflies were just so. <laughs> I'm like, whatever, Julie Fouché. I'll show you. I'll show you. It's so bad. I think I was doing an overhead squat with like 50 pounds on like just the bar, basically 45 pounds and maybe five pound plates and fell flat on my bottom. How would you have done with uh, the handstand push-up workout uh, yesterday? Because I would think that you would have so, been great, right? I actually tested this workout oh. a week ago and yeah. thought it was a great workout. And I thought that um, it's a great progression of seeing the skills that we're, we're seeing in this test now. And I'm, I can't wait to see what happens over the next five, 10 years. I can't even imagine the type of skills we're going to be able to, to watch these athletes. Do. I know. It's like last year it was the pegboard, right? And no telling what Dave has in store for these 
pray for them today. <laughs> I mean, what they're going to have to like uh, endure. Right. But remember last year was that pegboard, and we were just like all in the stands just going, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, it's, that's, that's how it was yesterday with the handstand push-ups. Right. That's the amazing thing is seeing, okay, last year there was a couple people who made it up the pegboard. This year, I think we're going to see a lot of people have a, you know, it's going to be much easier for them because they've worked on it all year. Yeah. And it's what we see with the Open when they put skills like muscle-ups. How many people get their first muscle-ups? And the next year, you know, a huge proportion of the community can now do muscle-ups. Yep. It's people constantly, you know, Dave setting the bar high and then everyone rising to that level and rising to that challenge. That was like in the Open, uh, this past Open, where the, it was the workout with... Uh, the bar muscle ups. I can't remember yes. what else. What, what there was a bar with it. Yeah, like Power snatches. snatches yeah. yeah, and um, bar muscle ups are something that are real sporadic, like you know, mm -hmm. sporadic for me. And it was one of those things where I was just like, I walked in that day and I'm like, I'm doing this. I'm going to do this if it kills me <laughs> and everybody else around me. And it was like, <laughs> it was the best. I was able. I got. I, I got nine of them that day, and I was just like, yes. yes. And that's why I do CrossFit. Amazing. And it shows you the power of mentality. The oh, yeah. power of just I having that determination. Like, is, yeah. I was like, this body is going above those, uh, above that bar. Right. Like, don't we wish it could be the open every day? Imagine what we could do. <laughs> no, I don't, wish it, I don't wish the open to be every day. Actually, Julie, I don't. We'll, we'll save that. Okay, we'll save that for once a year. All right, who, what other questions do you guys have? Um, as a trainer, um, and because you're so enthusiastic about CrossFit, do you find that you are always trying to program a CrossFit style workout for your clients? I'm always trying to program um, workouts for my clients. Uh, I'm really trying to do the constantly varied method, right? You never want them to get um, so comfortable. And uh, I think it's, uh, it's up to the coach to really find those weaknesses in your athlete and, and program in a way that is going to really strengthen that armor, right? It's like, because CrossFit's mm -hmm. all about like finding the, 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 the kink in the armor. Right. The, is it? Chink? Yeah. Chink? That. <laughs> I think so. It's so weird to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it's like, uh, that's what I do when I'm um, programming. What about you? Same. I think just, you know, CrossFit, constantly varied, high intensity functional the, movement. Because if, if I was training her, the last thing I would um, put uh, would be any kind of gymnastics move. I'd be like this. You're good. We're solid, Julie Fouché, on your gymnastics. So I'd like want to find something else. <laughs> right, right. Of course, you want to work on your weaknesses, but still, still stay well-rounded. You know, you have to keep of it. You have to sometimes have those workouts that you're really good at because that's when you're having the most fun usually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Keep it exciting. Who else has a question? So a quick question about self-care. You talk about taking care of yourself first. So what are things you do for like self-care or like recovery? Like do you meditate? Do you get regular chiropractic or massages? Um, what do you do to take care of yourself? Self-care. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a big, I'm a big, uh, I work with, um, a P I have a PT that comes to my house, uh, works on me a lot. I also do uh, how transcendental. Many, how often? I, I have her come I to my to house two to three times a week. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, which I'm really, uh, uh, but like I, and I have to really like, like stay committed right. to doing that because I know how important it is. But also um, you talk about meditation. I do um, TM, Transcendental Meditation. I do it twice a day and I've been doing it for a couple of years now. And it's a meditation that really works for me because I've found that like 
with a bunch of meditation practices that are out there. Mm -hmm. So much of it, like for uh, was like quiet the mind, uh, turn off the brain. I can't turn off my brain. My <laughs> brain doesn't turn off. My brain is constantly going like this. And TM is really good for that because it just kind of like lets you lets you just sit with whatever thoughts that you're having, and then eventually they just kind of like start to level out when you go back to your mantra. So it's like, it, uh, TM's a really good one for me. How did you get into that, or how would you, if you wanted to start, how would you start? Uh, TM is, uh, it, it's super easy to start. Uh, all you gotta do is like, you go online, you, um, you find a TM center that's like in your, uh, in your uh, city or in your neighborhood, and uh, you go do a course, it's four days, and which is also really cool, because it's, the first part, it's like, it's not, too, it's not terribly cheap, but it's one of those things, because I'm always thinking like, oh, how much is this gonna cost me, and then right. what, you know, how much is gonna keep costing me? Right. And this is like, it's one, it's one um, charge, and then they're, they're literally just like, okay, Go. Have a nice life. Go. Yeah. Have a nice life. And it's like they believe so, um, so uh, uh, wholeheartedly into it. And I know a lot of people uh, throughout the years that have talked to me about it, mm -hmm. friends and um, a lot of people in, the prof in my profession that told me that it would be something that would be uh, really, really beneficial for me. And it has been. And it can be just the best nap of your life, too, which I love. <laughs> it's like the best nap in the middle of the day. <laughs> awesome. So physical therapy or PT and then... Transcendental meditation, that's what yeah. you do for self-care. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and I cannot really talk much about self-care this year because this has been a terribly busy year for me with school. But when I was training, um, I definitely I would get massages at least once a week, uh -huh. which I thought made a huge difference, especially when I was training a lot and helped to prevent a lot of injuries from happening. Um, I do meditation, not transcendental, but just um, more mindfulness practice. Uh -huh. Um, which I've used a variety of different apps for and visualization, especially when I was training for com competition, I would do a lot of visualization to prepare myself for the events and to kind of get in the right mindset. Visualization really works. It does. And you can do it. You can do it for anything. It doesn't have to be if you're an athlete or competing, you can do it for absolutely anything see that you're yourself, preparing for in your life. Right? You got to see yourself under that bar. You got to see yourself right. uh, yeah, uh, at, the, at the top of your field. You got to see yourself like like having that kind of confidence in yourself absolutely and have that like uh, that mentality of why not me like why not me everybody it's like when you start to really think about yourself in those terms like you'll be unstoppable right confidence is the most most important you have to believe that you're capable of doing it before that's right it's ever going to come close to happening um and you can use it again you can use it for anything like a lot of times i'll think about okay where, what are my five-year goals or my 10-year goals what do i want my life to be like 10 years from now and i'll visualize that and say you know that's how i'm going to make it a reality um what other questions do we have over here um so i've struggled with like mobility and flexibility what are um, ways that you can improve that or the best ways just mobility overall. Yeah, so uh, this is a common, common problem, I think, for people with CrossFit because it demands high flexibility mobility. I think the best thing you can do is do the movements of CrossFit, doing, working on your overhead squats, trying to do pull-ups and toes-to-bar and things that are going to demand more mobility. And then um, something that I've been doing this year, which is probably also something I do for self-care, is trying to do yoga regularly. I try to go once a week, and I just notice that if I spend that time stretching, um, dedicated time stretching and, and um, 
mobilizing, I think that that helps overall. But um, again, it depends on kind of what your particular issues are that you want to target and spending some extra time on those every day. What was that mobility? Kelly Stara did that, um, that book. Right. The Supple, Supple Leopard. Leopard. Yeah. I mean, that book, as far as mobility, it's like, that's, that's the one. Mm -hmm. So um, pick up that book if you can, because I think Kelly really knows what he's doing. And, uh, and just like you said, like, I came from a yoga background. I was doing yoga, and I was a yoga instructor, which makes me laugh when I say it. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, my mobility, like, everyone, when it came to overhead squats, I was like, whoa, this is the easiest thing. Like, I was good with overhead squats and mobility. So I was really lucky uh, when it comes to that, but it's just like, it's, it's practice. You got to just like find classes that you can take. We have these uh, mobility classes in our box now. It's like a lot of people are like really pushing toward mm -hmm. that kind of um, fitness also because it really helps in your CrossFit. Right. And a lot of times I'll write down, like for my, when I do programming, I'll write down, these are the one, like five minutes of mobility I'm going to do before and after. And I write it up on the board, just like my workout. So I know I'm going to do it instead yep. of, it's easy to just oh, I'll hang around for five or 10 minutes after class. And, and roll out. And like, you chat with people. You don't yeah. really necessarily put focused effort on it. So making sure that you just spend consistent focused effort on you know, whatever you're trying to improve. I know. I'm guilty of that. There are times like my friends after a workout, we're, uh, after a workout, we're like sitting around in pigeon pose. I'm like, yeah, we're doing mobility right now. <laughs> it's great. Right. <laughs> right. If you can talk through it, it's probably not, <laughs> not working yeah, for you. <laughs> not really. Another question? Hi, I teach fourth grade. I've been teaching for about 18 years. And every year I see more and more students come in with health problems, mm. um, depression, um, overweight. They eat things like Cheetos and Taquitos for breakfast and sugary sodas. But what are maybe three things I could do on a weekly basis to um, help them out? Right, isn't that? That's a hard it, one. That's so hard. It makes me. It, 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 it breaks my heart. It to breaks hear my that, heart to hear it? that because, like, uh, as much as you want to help them, it's uh, it would be having a conversation with the parents, right? I mean, it's like it's it, it, everything starts from home, and we gotta like you gotta get into the parents' head to really let it uh, let it really resonate with with the kids. Mm -hmm. So, but you can. I mean, I know there's. There's teachers who will do, who will work in just teaching some of those concepts about what what foods are healthy for you, about maybe getting them up and moving during the day, even if it's five or ten minutes in between some of their classes. Teach them how to do burpees. Teach them how to do like quick stuff you can do in the classroom. It'll get their blood flow, and they'll be learning better too um, when they're in school. And then maybe it's something that they can teach their parents, or at least try to bring home. Right, because like that's uh, to really to really tackle that, you got to get to the parents. You got to like, there's got to be rules set up. I mean, we got to get kids away from computer devices. So you know, all, we got to get them moving around more. I mean, when I was a kid, when I would get home from school, like the the rule was, come inside before the sun goes down. Right. Right. And like that's just kids are so sedentary now, and like on top of eating so much processed foods like there's that double whammy that just gets thrown into it. So it's like, if we can just get, if we can get kids moving around mm -hmm. and, and get the parents more aware of the foods that are, they're bringing into their house, mm -hmm. that's, that's, the main th that's the main objective there. Right. What else? I think we have time for one or two more questions. One or two. Over here. 
Hi. I guess this is for both of you, but for Julie, you had like a big shock this year. Well, not a shock, but so from a motivation point of view, like you were going in, training for this. Right. How did your motivation go after that? Like, what was your mindset? How did you work on still getting motivated to go do your best, make changes, keep where you are, whatever that might be? Absolutely. That is a really great question. So last year I was training for the games and it's, you know, it's easy to be motivated when you know you have that goal of qualifying for the games, of competing, you know, trying to become the fittest on earth. It's, it's much easier to be motivated to be in the gym all day and to eat well, and it's easier to say no when your friends are going out and drinking or eating ice cream or whatever. Um, so it's something that's been a, a difficult transition this year, but I think one thing that has helped me a lot is, again, surrounding myself with people who are like-minded. Um, I have in my the box that I go to in Cleveland, we have a great group of, of friends that we just we decided, okay, every night, 7.30, we're all gonna be there, we're gonna work out for an hour. We do our programming ahead of time so that um, we don't have to think about, what, about it when we get there, we just go, we throw down for 60 minutes and then we're out of there. And most days I did not wanna go to the gym. All, I was so tired, all I wanted to do was go home and sleep, but I knew my friends were gonna be there I knew that um, they were going to hold me accountable, and I knew that I would feel a lot better afterwards, no matter how much um, you know, I didn't want to go in the first place. And also, I've shifted my focus. So in the past, it was all about my performance and the numbers and setting PRs. Now I'm not so concerned about that. I'm more concerned about getting in the gym five days a week, getting my hour in, and having a good time. I know that I'm in it for the long haul. I want to be fit for the rest of my life. And it's not so much about setting PRs and trying to kill myself um, every single day, but just tr I'm kind of shooting. I have a new baseline, and I'm setting like new PRs based on my current level of fitness. Yeah, but this is a woman that um, doesn't lack for motivation. I mean, you were the one in regionals <laughs> with a boot on, right? <laughs> Remember that? Her yeah. <laughs> running through the course with <laughs> with that boot on and just like going I'm like this girl is never going to stop. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> that was a great question. All right, guys, I think we have to wrap up. But everyone, let's give Bob a huge round of applause. Thank you for being on the podcast. Let's give Julie Cluche a round of applause. Thank you. Wow, you got a bigger applause than I did. <laughs> and thank you guys all for coming and for participating. Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode. I had an absolute blast talking to Bob at the games and being able to interact with our live audience and answer some of their questions on the podcast few announcements before I go. First, to make sure you never miss an episode and to receive exclusive content from me, make sure you head to my website, juliefouget.com. There you can subscribe to my email list. Also, don't forget to share your stories. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, send me an email at info at juliefouget.com and I'll choose some of these to share on future episodes. Also, if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and consider giving the f podcast a five-star rating on iTunes. And don't forget you can train with me by visiting beyondthewhiteboard.com slash juliefouché. I love to hear your feedback, so please leave comments under this post on my website and share your thoughts on social media using the hashtag JFHealth. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health. <laughs>